Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing shiur in, in the Sefer Lakutim Mahoran. We are nearing the end of the fifth Torah, exploring this wondrous happening of Rabbah Bavarchana, while the Rebbe is breaking down each specific line in the Torah to show how that really is coming to explain the rest of the concepts that we have learned thus far, most notably the absolute obligation to fix the world. Bishvili nivra olam, the world was created for me. That means that I, anyone who can say I, every individual, has an absolute obligation to find the problems in the world, fix them, and to pray for their fixing. Diving back in right where we left off. Kamecham kum kamademaya. In our story, when it discussed the time that it takes to heat a, a kettle of water, da moicha, this is the mind. Kamoshikasev, like the Pasuk says, v'noizlin min levanoin. These are the drops of Lebanon. As we learned earlier, our mind is compared to moisture, and moisture then collects and comes to make rain clouds. And the rain clouds is what then comes to make thunder, and thunder is that gvura, that power, that yiras Hashem, that ultimate recognition of the awesomeness kind of God that we're trying to reach to allow our prayers to go up to the highest of the highs, to pierce the heavens. I haven't seen the following statement in, a, in one of the commentaries in Likutim Moran, but when he talks about a kettle, very often when a kettle is boiling, when it gets hot enough, it starts to scream. There's that <whistles> to let you know that the water is ready. Maybe, may, just maybe, the sound of that kettle, the Rambi had something in mind where that sound, once all of the power is ready to go, is just like our scream or our thunderous prayers when we're able to, to reach that level of Yiras Hashem. Maskashitin Parse, saying that in that amount of time, this ship went 60 Parse, that biblical measurement. This statement in our story is the concept of strength. How is that? It's 6D strong men, giborim or strong men, his thunder and his strength. What is the connection between 60 parse, this particular measurement, and 60 strong men? So the Gemara in Mesachas Kedushin, Daf 72a, lets us know that the Parsim, meaning the Persians, are particularly strong people. Rabbi Nachman is connecting the strength of the Persian people along with this word of rabbinic measurement. And a writer shot an arrow. Parsha, Dabachinas Chesed. When our story refers to a parsha, the writer who shot the arrow, this is the aspect of chesed, of kindness, referring to someone who brings light to those things that are behind a curtain, that are hidden. Specifically, that a person can take something that is very small and he can tease it out, meaning explain a challenging concept. To be mefarish means to explain something. When there's a hidden concept, something that is behind the curtain, something that's small and inaccessible to many, to be able to open that up, to shine light upon this particular topic, is a huge act of chesed. Gira, the arrow, da, this is the concept of shlach chitzechus humem. In Tehillim, where David HaMelech says, shoot your arrows and make them scared. This is the same concept as the Pasuk that we saw before that said, to sit at my right hand while I make your enemies your chair or your stool. 
the Matsudas David, who is a particular commentary from Portugal until the expulsion, and then was in Prague at the end of the 17th century and the majority of the 18th century, says on this Pusik that when David Amelech says arrows, he's really talking about thunder. This one comment starts to tie all of this together, both this explanation along with the build-up until the Rabbah Barachana story. Additionally, when we're talking about David HaMelech, King David, fighting battles, it's important to note that he was the ultimate warrior of the Jewish people. He not only told people what to do, but he was on the front lines. David HaMelech was constantly surrounded by the enemies of the Jewish people and never gave up fighting that battle. For us here, it's very easy to see this connection of the fighting the external, meaning the external wisdoms that we learned earlier in the Torah that we have to fight against. There are many things that we should not involve ourselves in because it's just not appropriate. We have to put up the proper filters to be able to continue to grow in our Avodah Hashem. Now don't hear filter, but rather hear shield of David HaMelech, the Magen David, protecting all that is righteous and holy. Kadmalei'ihi, when the Torah says that the ship preceded it, this is the aspect of the recognition of the awesomeness kind of God, which precedes everything else. Like we learn in the Pasuk, the beginning of wisdom is the Yiras Hashem, is this fear or recognition of awesomeness kind of God. We can also see how this helps us with that battle of those external wisdoms. If you're approaching a situation as an Evid Hashem, as someone who wants to do the right thing, you already have your shields up ready for battle. But if you walk into a situation without a shield, without a sword, without your ability to protect yourself, you're starting from a place of weakness as opposed to a place of strength. It may seem counterintuitive because we typically translate, as said before, Yiras Hashem as fear of God. But really, Yiras Hashem is an ultimate strength that allows you to protect yourself, allows you to continue to fight that battle another day. So now what was really going on, Rabbi Babarchana was saying that when he traveled, he was totally immersed in this character trait of Yiras Hashem, and that he recognized this tremendous power that came from this Yira. And then he was able to understand when it was before the Gzardin, the heavenly decree, and after the Gzardin, the heavenly decree. And this corresponds to those two fins, the one towards the front and one towards the back. There's a distance that's being traveled, and one is before the Gzardin, and then one is after the Gzardin. And then later he explains how he is able to understand the timing, the before or after the Gzardin. This is through the commandments. Because they are connected to three days. As we learned about before, that three days are the three types of mitzvos those that are easy to understand the reasons, those that are passed down from our tradition, and those that are impossible to understand the reason from our view in this world today. This is how he was able to understand. But This is only possible to understand before Gazar Din or after the Gazar Din, when a person performs the commandments with joy. That through the joy of performing mitzvot, you'll be able to understand. Because Hashem is happy with His actions. 
Knell. And this joy is clothed in the commandments as we learned above. And also us down here, we're able to tap into that godly joy. Just like the Pasuk says, the Jewish people rejoice in his actions. We're able to tap into that level of God joy. When you reach this level of godly joy, you don't want any other reward. Even the reward of the world to come, Kanal, as we saw above. This is in our story when it said it was swimming upwind, upstream, and we were sailing downstream. That according to his joy is our joy, meaning the level of godly joy that exists in the realm of God himself is our level of joy. When we're able to kaviyach, we'll make Hashem happy, so then that happiness, that joy comes right back to us. And with this, we're able to understand there's an aspect of working against God, meaning there's the downwind and the upwind, working against the current or not. We all have to flow together. When there's a positive flow of happiness, everyone emerges happier. And next, Rabbi Barachana explains how to achieve this level of joy. This comes through this aspect of thunder. And this concept, Ravdimi comes and says, and in the time it takes to heat that kettle of water, it went 60 parsa. This is specifically corresponding to the sound of your thunder that was in your spheres. 60, as we learned before, is this concept of strength, of power, and that's what strikes the skull, and then that comes and makes this thunder, as we learned before. And this is the concept of the voice being transmitted, and this is then your kavana. Remember, this shakes up your kavana. The thunder, like, stimulates focus for you. And as we learned before, that thunder was only created in order to straighten out a person's heart. And then he said, that the main power of this gavura, of strength, is only through acts of kindness. That it's necessary to include the left side within the right, as we learned above. But even so, it's necessary that a person precede yira to this. This fear or recognition of awesomeness kind of God must come before even acts of chesed. Because the owner of a lost object or item searches after what he had lost. As a rabbi, as a blessed memory taught in Masechus Kedushin, Dav Beis, Darko shall ish lachzer achar isha. Mashallah Adam, sha'avda loyaveda. It's the way of a person, of a man, to search after his wife. And this is analogous to a person that lost something. Who searches after whom? Certainly the owner of the lost object searches after that which he had lost. Perish, a continued explanation. Ki'ava, hu bechinas ish, v'yira, hi bechinas isha. Because love is this concept of a man, and fear is the concept of a female, of a woman. Ke'adua, as is known. V'alkein, therefore, tzarech lahaktim esa yira, ki'az tavo elav ava memela, ki'ava ho'ilechaz machzeres achar yira tamid, ki'balaveda machzer achar avedaso kanal. 
So therefore, it's necessary to put the Yira, this recognition of awesomeness kind of God, first, because then the Ava will follow afterwards automatically. And then this Ava Hashem, this love of God, just comes out and will search after more of the Yira. They work together. When you have Yira, you're going to come to Ava. The Ava brings more Yira, and it works back and forth in a beautiful relationship. This is the concept of This is all talking about when that rider shot the arrow. That the arrow representing chesed, things going out, giving, even still the ship preceded it. The ship went faster than it, meaning the Yiras Hashem went faster, went ahead of, preceded the kindness, the love. Now we're talking about that fish called the Gildana. What's the story with that? At Gildana, who bechinas shame, Aleph Gimel Lamid Aleph. This is the concept of strength. How do we know that? Because the first letters of the Gildana, it's an acronym for Ata Gibor Leolam A Donai. Wow. Kamuvua, as is explained. Ki Gildana, who oisios Aleph Gimel Lamid. Vishem Ado. As we learned above. This is the bracha of Gvuros that we say every day, three times a day in Shemona Esrei. Wow, all kinds of things are going on. And now to close out the Torah, what Rabbi Nachman is going to do is to tie this all together in one beautiful tapestry, put a beautiful bow on top, circling back to the opening Pusik of Torah 5, which was from Tehillim where we said, that with trumpets, and the sound of the shofar shout out before Hashem, the Melech, the king. With trumpets sound the shofar. What does this mean? This is the voice that is released during prayer. The power of the voice. Not specifically talking about the noise coming out of an instrument, but that from the instrument of your throat. And through this, Yiram Hayam, the thunder of the sea, which makes the concept of thunder, which is the same connected to the verse that says, the voice of thunder of your spheres or your mind. Remember, when we're talking about the sea, we're also talking about the sea of wisdom. This part of the Pasik refers to this is the concept of the heart and all of its arteries. How do we know that? Kitevel osios tav lev. Tav is lashon rashima. The letter tav is talking about a mark, kemoshikasav, as it's written. Vihis visa tav, and a tav was imprinted. For clarity, the word tevel can be broken up into the letters. Tav and Lamed Bet. Tav and Lev. And when spelled out, the word Tav, which is Tav and Vav, means a sign or a mark, and that Lev means heart. So Tevel thus is an allusion to an imprint on the heart, which is thunder. When thunder hits us, it shakes us to our core. And what is our core? Our heart. And through this, let the rivers all clap hands as we learn in Tehillim. Which is joy. You can picture the rivers clapping and dancing and it's incredible. The imagery is so real. Like we learned above, that joy is for the straight of heart. That through Simcha, the next part of the Pasuk says, That the mountains will, Yiraneinu, together. What does that mean? Rina, 
Lashon Tfila, Rina, Gila, Rina, Ditz, it's a language of happiness. It's also, says Rabbi Nachman, the language of Tfila. How do we know that? Kamoshikasiv, he brings the Pasik that says, Lishmoya El Harina, to listen to the literally Simcha, but we're referring to prayers, that the joy should be listened to when there's an ultimate level of godly joy. So then it, it exudes, it runs up to the heavens. When there isn't, so then there isn't. The Simcha helps lift your Tfilos. The greater the joy, the stronger the prayer. Harim, mountains, bechinas tzadikim. This is talking about the righteous individuals among us. Hainu, namely, alidei simchas alev, yechoylin lihispalel halbishas tfilasam bamamar. Because through a joyous heart, then these tzadikim are able to pray. And when they realize that their judgment has already been decreed, then they can disguise their prayer in what we said earlier is called ma'amar which we did not yet fully explain. V'zeh perish yachad. And this is what it means, together. Shemalbishim tfilasam b'sipurim yachad. That they can disguise their prayers together with their stories. So in closing, we have an absolute obligation to save the world. We have to do everything we can in this physical realm to fix it, as well as pray for it. These prayers should be powerful, like thunder, Thunder that will shake our minds, strengthening our Yiras Hashem, our recognition of the awesomeness kind of God, that which then comes to strengthen our love, our Avas Hashem, and more acts of kindness come out of that. The best way to increase our power of prayer is through divine Simcha Shel Mitzvah, a godly joy that stems only from the commandments themselves and not from the desire or expectation of receiving a reward from them. And when we're able to tap into this godly joy, then our prayers will be stronger and we can emir Hashem come closer to the ultimate fixing of the world. End of Torah 5. Baruch Hashem.